Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. How good is your mental dictionary? Now, if you're wondering what that is, it's your personal dictionary in your mind with all the words that you understand and how you perceive them and how you organize them. Everyone's is unique and changing all the time. This is something our next guest studies, actually. It's Dr. Nicole Castro, Associate Professor of Communicative Disorders and Sciences at the University of Buffalo. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. How would you describe a, a mental dictionary? What is it exactly? It, oh, that's a great question. So um, an easy way to think about this is the physical dictionary we all grew up with on our bookshelf. But really what it is is just our memory storage for all the words that we've ever learned and use on a regular basis. Okay. So everyone's would be a little bit different then. Yes. So our mental dictionary is really shaped by what we've been exposed to, the languages we know, the culture we immerse ourselves in. It's really dynamic and changing all the time, just like you said. Okay. And does it change definitely like with the times as some words become more common and perhaps some fall off the radar? Absolutely. So like Google, for example, was never a word until Google came about. And so now everyone has that. And it's a verb even. It's not just a noun. People Google all the time. Um, But yeah, so generational changes happen very often. um, And we see that play out in people's dictionaries. Okay, so do we build that on our own, like depending how much we read or conversations people we talk with, like where do we gather all that information from? Yeah, so I think, um, you know, any type of language that we're receiving um, is going to shape our dictionary. So, you know, people who are avid readers tend to have larger uh, dictionaries just because they're exposed to a lot of words on a regular basis. We see this in children, that their dictionaries are really shaped by how much language exposure they have. So um, it definitely makes a difference, kind of the things we engage with and, and expose ourselves to. So when we talk about, you know, building a child's vocabulary, that's, that's very accurate then. So does that happen mainly at a young age or do we add to our mental dictionary no matter how old we are? Oh, great question. So we are constantly adding to our dictionary over time. There's definitely a huge spurt in our dictionaries as young children. So, you know, most children somewhere around 10 to 16 months of age, they're learning their first few words. um, And it just like exponentially increases. It takes off like a rocket um, in those first, you know, two, three, four years of life. They're up to thousands of words very quickly. Um, And then as we get older, it slows, but it's still progressively increasing. Um, And even even in old age, um, you know, our 40s and 50s and even our 70s and 80s, we're still adding new words uh, Sorry, to our Dr. dictionary. Dr. Castro, I was just laughing that you said old age and then you said 40s yes. and 50s. I was like, calm yeah. down, Dr. Castro, calm down. We're all aging. We're all aging. <laughs> we are. But the nice thing is that apparently we're still adding to our mental dictionaries at that age. Absolutely. Yes. There's no um, reason to slow down. You know, the more we continue to get out there and and engage with the world, the more our dictionary will continue to grow. Okay. Do we all organize them in the same way or do we have different ways of doing that? 
Oh, such an interesting question. Um, you know, I think this is one of the big questions we have in the field right now is thinking about how we organize our words. Um, you know, I think there's some um, evidence to suggest that we do things kind of categorically, the things that are related to each other, kind of closer to each other in our memory storage. If you think about like the file cabinet, we group things similar together. Um, but within that, from person to person, there's going to be some intricacies and differences, um, and and there's also some interesting work about language differences. So related a little bit to culture and language, um, how I think about words is going to be a little bit different than someone who speaks a language other than English, um, just because of the way language is used in their culture with that language. Right. Okay. So can we build on this? Like, can we make an effort to to expand our mental dictionary? Oh, absolutely. So I think, um, you know, just exposing yourself to more new experiences, um, whether that's broadening your genre of books that you read or even the TV shows that you watch or the hobbies you engage with, everything has its own jargon, its own unique vocabulary. And so you're just going to be able to expand your dictionary in those ways. I guess it's also how we um, appreciate those words as well, isn't it? Because some people, I like, I'm sure you can think of a few words that you just love the sound of or words that you love and, and our brain recognizes that. Absolutely. So we do care about words that we care about. Um, and so you might be exposed to words and learn words, but it's, these are not ones you use on a regular basis or things that you um, use in your regular conversation, then they're going to kind of like fall to the bottom of the pile. They'll be much harder to get to um, if you really want that word later in time. But um, the ones that we really kind of use or enjoy, they tend to be, you know, more quickly accessed and right. retrieved. Okay. But how quickly? That's what I'm wondering. <laughs> the brain is an amazing thing. And here we have this mental dictionary at our fingertips, literally in a literal sense. But how quickly can we access these words? Very quickly. So it's happening on the order of, you know, hundreds of milliseconds, um, which is faster than most people are consciously aware of, that our brains are just working so hard and efficiently at pulling these words out. Um, and, you know, it's relying on our past kind of usage and exposures. We call it the statistics of language. Um, and so things that are common or frequent, that it's going to be even faster to retrieve those. Um, and so that's why we kind of gravitate towards those really, you know, top of mind words very quickly because um, we're spouting out hundreds of words a second basically if we're having conversations. How do you study this then? How do you how do you look at this and examine it? a great question. So my personal research focuses a lot on when things go wrong, actually. Um, so I look at speech errors and um, when we have those moments of like, oh, I know what the word is, but I just can't get it yes. out. Um, so that's called the tip of the tongue. We all experience that. Um, it's totally normal and natural, but it's a very interesting phenomenon to think about, you know, what went wrong? Why didn't my brain work as quickly as it normally does? to get that word out. So I look at it from this kind of uh, speech error perspective to understand when things go right and wrong. Um, other people might look at brain imaging. We might do different kinds of word retrieval tasks in the lab um, just to get people talking and see, you know, what they produce and how they produce it um, when they're having conversations. And people just, and you can track it that uniquely that when people are just having a conversation, you can tell someone's with their word that they lean towards perhaps or their mental dictionary, what it looks like? 
Oh, sure. Yeah. So I think, you know, this is a growing area to look more at the individual level. So a lot of research has looked kind of across groups of people. You know, if I say the word cat, what's the first word that comes to mind for you? I'm going to put you on the spot. (laughs) Wow. Okay. I'm going to have to think about this then. Thank you so much for your time on that this morning. Not a problem. That is Dr. Nicola Castro, who's an associate professor of communicative disorders and sciences at the University of Buffalo. Essentially, if you have a conversation with Dr. Castro, uh, well, they're going to be examining the words that you use and whether or not the other person that you're talking with is using those words too. Building your mental dictionary. I'm sure there are some words that you use that you know that that perhaps your spouse doesn't or your friend doesn't. Words that are just yours. They are part of your mental dictionary.